everyone. This is Dave DeVoe here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in all the way from the GTA, my good buddy, real estate entrepreneur, realtor extraordinaire, podcaster, real estate group leader, all around good guy, Mr. Gary Hibbert. Gary, how are you doing, my friend? I am excellent. Dave, as always, great to see you. Sometimes, you know what, I have to look over to my shoulder and say, are they talking about me or is there some, is, where's the scary guy? You know, it's incredible. What you, you know what, I, I do my best to pump your tires, my friend. That's the thing. You're such a modest guy. You're not going to do it for yourself. So somebody's got to do it. Well, I, I appreciate the warm welcome and I, and I appreciate the intro. And it's been an, an incredible journey to to get to where I am and knowing where I was before, you know, and it really kind of shows that anybody can do this if you put your mind to it. So thank you. I appreciate that. My pleasure. So Gary, let's jump right in and talk about the crazy real estate market in the Toronto area these days, because it's kind of like a lot of people are still kind of waiting on the edges. When's the bubble going to burst? Is there a bubble? Is now the right time to get involved in, in real estate? in this kind of a market if i were to get involved what kind of deals make any sense these kind of things so you know you've been in the thick of it for a long time gary what are your thoughts about is now a good time to get involved great question it's a great question and i think there's a lot of anxiety there's a lot of fear there's a lot of people feeling that they're missing out or maybe they've missed a boat here's some advice that i can share with people cuz i've been doing this now for a number of years and i've seen the ups and i've seen the downs if you see right behind me, there's a TV. Thing is rarely on. And really what that is, is like, just shut the noise out. Don't pay attention to what the mainstream media is saying and hyping up. And, you know, you're going to turn on one channel and it's going to say the market is going up and it's going to keep going up. And somebody else is going to say, be careful, don't get in. The market's going to turn, it's going to go down. You're going to hear all these mixed information, even on, you know, if you do Google searches. So just be careful of where you're getting your information. So where do you oh, go? We should, we should get all of our information on Facebook. Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm telling you not to. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last place you want to get your information. You're going to get a, a mixed bag of, of yeah. goodies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, so what you want to do is you want to start listening to real estate investors or tune into like people like yourself or different real estate investment groups and listen to what people are doing that are actually on the street. And all those people have tuned out those noise because what they do is they focus more on the fundamentals. They're focusing on long-term growth. And let's say now, you know, you say, okay, well, what does long-term growth mean? What's going to happen, say, 10 years from now? And what you're focusing more on is if there is a recession, because most likely there probably will be a downturn between now and 10 years from now. If, so if, then, this, if history is any guide to how things happen, there will be. Yeah, exactly. It's so a then cycle. What do you, right. So, so what do you do then? So you really what you want to do is focus on the fundamentals. You want to focus on areas that have multiple jobs, multiple industries. You want to focus on areas where there is a, a good population increase. And, and again, you can get all this stuff from, you know, Stats Canada. You want to focus on, you know, is there infrastructure growth, transportation, things that are happening in that area. And again, if you do that, that is how you can make sure that you're purchasing in the right area wherever you are in the GTA. So, you know, I'm doing a lot out on the east side. There's other investors that are doing out on the west side. Be careful on this, though. Focus it on areas that only have one industry. And here's an example. I kind of wrap up this here. The example is I remember when I used to live in Oshawa, 
just a small city just east of Toronto. And GM was a major industry in that particular location at that time. Oshawa has many industries now. But at that time, when I was younger, 20, 20 plus years ago, that was a major industry. And so anytime they went on strike, I lost hours. Other feeder companies and jobs, they lost hours. They lost money. So you got to be careful of only investing in an area where it's got one major industry. So look at long term. That's how you pick the right area to invest in. Okay. Well, I got a question for you, Gary. So we're talking about fundamentals and not worrying so much about timing the market, so to speak. Correct. One of the fundamentals a lot of people talk about with revenue properties is cash flow. So how are you able to get a cash flowing property in a market that's as crazy as the GTA these days? So what we're doing is we are looking in areas where we can find starter homes. And we know that a starter home is difficult to cash flow with just one family in it. Mm -hmm. So then what do you do then? So then now you take a look at, well, in that home and in that city, can I convert that into a legal two unit? So now if I'm able to do that, then now increases the income that's going to come from that one particular starter home. And also in some cities on the outskirts of Toronto, there are new bylaws and amendments to bylaws where now they're allowing garden suites to be built. And it comes down to, you know, how much parking spots do you have on that particular property? How much land do you have on that property? And how large of a garden suite can you build in that property? So we're looking at those areas as well, too. And and we like to work closely with the city, even bring them on some of the calls that we have. And so that we can understand what they're looking for to help them and also to educate ourselves so that we can go into these cities and and help them and help ourselves. So we're always looking for win-win scenarios. And that's how you find those cash flowing properties. Well, actually you create those cash flowing properties, right? Correct. They're not going to exist by themselves. You got to go in there. You've got to, you got to force up the value of the property by adding on additional revenue sources. So yeah, that's, that's very, very smart. So yeah, it's it's looking at the fundamentals. It's looking at making sure you're not in a one horse town that only has one industry, that you got a variety of, of different employment opportunities for people. And again, taking that long-term perspective, I like your idea there, Gary, because if you do it this way as well, it kind of reduces your risks. So if you've got a single family home with a suite in it, and then you, if you're able to add on a, a garden suite, garden rental in, in that scenario as well. Well, now you've got three income sources from the same property, whereas before it would just be one. So if you have one vacancy, it's not going to sink you. It's not great, but at least you've got a couple to keep you going. Exactly. Right. And look, I think one last thing to add to that is, you know, if you can't find the opportunity, create it. Right. Okay. Give me me an example of that. What what does that look like for you, for the people that you work with? How do you guys create your opportunities? Yeah. And so that kind of what I said just recently there was like creating the two units, creating the garden suite in the the backyard. You know, if maybe in in some situations, maybe you have to increase your your down payment, right? You know, it typically is 20%. Maybe you got to bump it up to 25%. Yes, I get it. You know, it does decrease the, the return on your investment by a bit, but at least you're getting into the market. And that's really where what you want to do is get into the market, and especially, and we can go into another area here now is, you know, with the printing of money, 
You, we know that these homes aren't just going up on their own. It's also the devaluing of money. And so when you get into this inflation in the market, yeah, you're getting a lot of inflation. So where's the best place to put your money? It's into hard assets, right? And that's really what I'm focusing on and helping the investors that I work with focus on is putting their money, protecting their wealth. Because listen, you work hard for your money. I don't want to see you lose your money in, in inflationary times. And when you go back into history, that's what people are doing is they put it into hard assets, so whether it be real estate, gold, silver, you can do a little bit of diversification there, but that, that's what I recommend. That's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's ran out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals and I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code podcast. That's right. Discount code podcast at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. And then my recommendation would be lock it in with these crazy low interest rates as long as humanly possible. Because the other challenge with inflationary times is interest rates. So you're too young to remember this, Gary, but I definitely remember the early 1980s. I was a kid at the time, but went through inflationary times at that point. Interest rates got up to 17, 18, 19%. That's the time my mother was a real estate investor and that sunk her. So it's you know, not to scare people off, but the longer you can lock it in at these insanely low rates that everybody think is, thinks is normal, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. And you know what? And that's a good point. I do briefly remember, Dave. You know, I remember, <laughs> I mean, I, I was a kid at the time and I remember I was, I was recently talking to my dad about a month ago about this and he was telling me, Gary, do you not remember the 80s when your friends all of a sudden were no longer there? And I'm like, I, I, that's right. I remember that because they actually had to leave their homes because interest rates had gone up so much that they just couldn't afford it. And it was better for them to walk away. Mm -hmm. And I remember that briefly when I was like, that is right. And so, yeah, I think that's good advice that, you know, if you're a bit nervous of you thinking that maybe the interest rates might go up, lock it in for five years, lock it in for 10 years. Yeah, sure. Maybe you might lose a little bit of the cash flow. But you know what? At least you can sleep at night. You got peace of mind, definitely. Now, I want to completely switch gears here, my friend, and talk with you about the massive action that you take as a real estate entrepreneur, because you're an active investor yourself. You're a real estate agent. You're a real estate broker. You got to, I don't even know how many people working with you these days, but it's a lot. You uh, run a real estate investment club. You've got a podcast going, you know, talk to me a little bit about the value of this kind of massive action and also how the heck you're able to do all of this and still have a bit of a life. And you have quite a good life. I mean, you just took a couple of months off and drank a bunch of beer on your boat, if I recall correctly. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. So here's, I think, one of the things that I learned early on in my investing career and going down the entrepreneurial world was I, heard, I learned this from Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn said, write down a hundred things that you want from life. Mm 
Hmm. And most people can't. No. Try and even do Coming up with 100 would be pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. But just everything from as small as paying off your visa card to as big as a yacht, to a mansion, to airplane, whatever it is, vacations. And so when you do that, the next thing you said was then now put a one, three, a five, or a 10 beside it. Meaning, can you do this in one year, three years, five years, or 10 years? And he said, when you do that, everything you put a three, five, or a 10 beside, put that in a drawer and only focus on your one-year goals. And so now when you only have those one-year goals in front of you, it allows you now to be able to stay focused, look at the dreams and the goals that you have in front of you. And then the next thing you do is now you get yourself an agenda. And this agenda never leaves me. It's always with me. And that agenda now allows me to track what I'm doing on a weekly basis that then ties directly to my goals and keeps me focused. And then when I've completed this stuff, I am then now putting a check mark beside it or highlighting it or whatever it is that you do, because it's like, it's like getting a like on Facebook. You can now go back and take a look at everything that you've accomplished, but it also keeps you on track on what's important. Because sometimes people get caught up in their email and get caught up on just being busy. They don't have a map or like a roadmap of where they're going. It's like jumping in a car and driving down to Florida. I have an idea, but you don't know exactly what's the best route or the best roads to take. And so by doing that, that allows you to be able to take massive action and action that you know is laser focused. And that's one of the things that I've stayed very true to. And at the end of the year, I always take a picture of everything that's on that whiteboard with a check mark, what I've completed, what I haven't completed, file it away. And I'll go back three years, four years later and pull them out. And I will still continue to check things off that I've asked for because I've placed my order to the universe. That, that's as simple as it works. It's, it's the most incredible thing I've ever uh, come across. And it works 100, we'll say not 100%, 80% of what I put on there does come true. It's an incredible thing. That's amazing. Now, you work closely with your spouse, with your lovely wife. Do you guys do this together as a team? Do you each have your own separate goals? You got some goals together. How does, how does that work if you don't mind sharing? Yeah. And so with the whiteboard, we do it together. We do yeah. it together. There are certain things that she is way better at. Actually, there's probably more things that she's way better at than I am. And so we really kind of divide and conquer. And nice. so what she's good at, she does what I'm good at. I will do, but we definitely dream together and we bring those, the kids into the, the dreaming as well too. And I remember when the kids were younger, they would come to my office and they would see the whiteboard. They would actually write things on there as well too, like stop biting my nails or, you know, get a bike for the summer vacation, you know, and what that does is it instills those values into them as well too, of not just flowing down the river of life, but actually having game plan, a strategic game plan for life of what you want. Right. But also knowing that along the way is that you will fall down, you will scratch your knee, you will bruise your shoulder. But that's that's part of it. It's it's the journey that's the the fun part of everything that you're doing. It's not the destination. You know? Yeah, very, very well said. So Gary, you you run a club, you've got a podcast. These yep. are what some folks would call platforms. What have been some of the big benefits from getting this up and running? Because I know you know, especially running a club year after year after year, like you guys do, that's definitely a labor of love. It's not a big revenue generator directly, that's for sure. So right. what have been some of the big benefits for you for A, creating the club and the podcast and keeping them going? Hanging out with like-minded people 
Mm. The club has become this magnet of people that want to learn to better themselves. And what I love about it is that I'm also learning from the investors, the beginning investors, the investors that have been doing it for a number of years, the podcasts that I do, because I think what ends up happening is that you end up becoming like the person that I am today from all of the different people that I've touched that have touched me. I take the good, maybe not take in the bad. And it's a two-way street. You know, I thought it was when I first started doing it, like it was going to be a one-way street. It's going to be very taxing. And it is. It's, it's busy at times, but it goes both ways. It really does. And, and so what we've done is really created a community. That's really what it is. It's more of a community than anything else. And it's a community that we've created and has now organically become what it is today. That's what I've gotten from it and, and hopefully what other people who have joined have gotten from it as well too. And I think it also repels the negatives because of the energy that you give out, certain energy will flow to good mm. energy and bad yeah. energy will go to the bad energy. That's yeah. what I believe anyways. Whether it's right or wrong, I don't know, but it feels like that so far. Well, that's no, it makes a lot of sense, right? That definitely makes a lot of sense. So that is... Cool. Thank you very much for sharing your insights on so many different things in such a short time, my friend. So we talked about the market fundamentals and and how to think about whether now is the right time or not to get involved in a market. And just like the old saying goes, you know, don't wait about don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. It's a long-term type of a process where you might be wanting to be cautious if, if you think the market is really, really overheated is when you're getting into something like flipping. That can be a dangerous thing if there's a market downturn, that's for sure. But if you're in a, a long-term value-add type of a strategy, it, it definitely makes sense. We talked a little bit about your philosophy of setting goals and how you're able to get so much done and, and do so many different things and still have a hell of a good life. And we talked a little bit about setting up the platform. So Gary, if people want to find out more about you and your podcast and the group and your services and all this great stuff, where should they go? What should they do? Yeah. So if they want to learn more about me, they can go to Instagram, just you know, do a search on Gary Hibbert on iTunes or Spotify, Real Talk with Gary. And if they want to learn more about real estate investing, they can go to smarthomechoice.ca. And, and I'll finish, with, finish it off with this. Just turn the noise out. If there's negative noise coming in, it's very easy. You can just hit turn off or you can unfollow certain people. It's very, very easy. However, sometimes you get caught up in it. So I do get it because sometimes I do as well too, but just cut out the noise and stay laser focused on what's important to you. Good advice, my friend. Thanks so much, buddy. All right. Thank you, Dave. Always good seeing you. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll see you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.